is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I once again love Netflix. Wait, not once again. For the first time, I like Netflix TV Christmas shows things. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jax, and I'm excited for my first year of watching Netflix TV show Christmas things. I'm Alonzo, and Netflix TV Christmas Things means more Paul and Prue, so I'm definitely down for that. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Hallmark Podcast. Oh, what an exciting day, everybody. They said... Like the Hallmark boys and girls now, they're not going to do multiple Netflix shows, are they? Um, yeah, we are, because that's where we are in life. Um, and very exciting, because we don't get this over on the Hallmark. We don't get this over on the Lifetime. We've got Christmas like TV things, like series, yeah. multiple episodes. Now, last year, Jax... You heard us, you heard Alonzo and I allude to this, but there was a program called uh, Dash and Lily last mm. year that was on oh, Netflix. And it was an absolute delight. Sublime. And they're not bringing it back for a second season. I'm crushed by this news. Alonzo, where were you when you heard the news <laughs> that Dash and Lily was not being renewed? Well, I, I'm pretty sure I was home because I've been home since like oh. the beginning of august or so uh but it was definitely a crushing blow and and of oh. course i had to go straight to the the double deckers on 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 facebook because i knew they would share my pain in this and yes this is you know it, it was such a lovely little you know it was a fun romance but just such a great kind of like new york at christmas bauble you know uh that i'm really mad it's not coming back however Jax, we you cannot... would love this show oh, you, jack you need this. to watch this Who's in yeah. it? I'll Google it. Dan it's said a, I'm channeling Panda all the time when I don't know who are in things, and I laugh so hard. That's so I true. It, I, I gotta forget, go with Lindy Booth. I forget everyone's name involved in this show, but uh, it's super charming. It's a, it's based on a YA novel. Um, I, my my New York at Christmas uh, uh, hole that it has left in my heart will have to be filled by Hawkeye on Disney Plus. Which, Which looks like fake let, Christmas on an MCU budget, and I'm very excited about that. Let's talk about this because I not this only do, this does look darling. Sorry, I <laughs> and I love her red converse. Okay, uh, I will be watching this so we can talk about it. Excellent. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll become quite uh, familiar with the red converse. Oh yeah, they're they're a plot point. They're a plot really? point. Um. So I don't care about Marvel really at this point in my life. I feel like I'm a little over it. And not only that, I especially don't care about Hawkeye. Yeah. And yet, <laughs> and yet that trailer with the Christmas and the Marvel and the, it, it was all working for me. Oh yeah. So much Christmas in that trailer. I mean, like yeah, Hawkeye is probably the least interesting of the entire oh, MCU no kidding. Uh, characters, but I'm, I am down for a bedecked and bedazzled New York city with superhero shenanigans. Yes, please. Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, so Netflix uh, has quite a, a, fl a few shows. What I don't have here in the information is like episode count or uh, anything like that when it comes to these shows. So it could be anything from, uh, you know, one to a hundred. 
one to nine to nine. Um, but uh, it's some sort of TV series, uh, episodic, if you will, or epi- episode episodic. Is that how you say episodic? That? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so let's dive in, shall we? We will uh, read each title. I'll give you a little synopsis. We'll do one to five peppermint mochas. We are um, replenishing our cream counts. Ooh. I know. Uh, there's not as many uh, of these as there were movies. So I'm only going to give us, there's a two, four, six. Uh, seven. There's seven of these things. And I'm only going to give us two creams to work with. That's fair. For the seven. I think that's fair. You have to be wise with Judicious. the creams. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, let's start off with Christmas Flow. Christmas Flow. Uh, premiering on Wednesday, November 17th, uh, starring, uh, I don't know, to take T A Y C take. Sure. I'm thinking. Uh, take, yeah. Okay. Sure. Shireen Butella and Marion Cessline. We'll go with it. Uh, an unlikely Christmas romance blossoms between a famous rapper and a tenacious journalist. But can they make it work despite their differences? Not a lot to work with here. <laughs> Don't know how they're going to make it. Episodes of this. So let's talk about it. Alonzo, what what, what's your flow on Christmas flow? You know, I'm thinking a solid like three peppermint mochas only because, you know, we really have not seen a hip hop christmas thing at least not that much i mean there there may be some some like low budget ones out there that i haven't seen that have that went under my radar but like the you know when when you know when we talk about the the increasing diversity of of christmas content i think so much of what we've seen on hallmark has been still pretty safe like you know maybe we'll get like patty labelle and that'll be awesome and you know she'll sing oh holy night and that'll make the whole movie worthwhile um but you know i i think there is there's a reticence to you know anything that's anything that's aimed at grandmas they don't want to like deal with that rap because you know the rapping i can't deal with the rapping um but this is netflix and and they're they're more open to stuff so i i a christmas story about a rapper and a journalist sure why not if only because i've never seen that before what are you giving it I'll say three, three mochas, three mochas, no, no creeps. I will no say, creeps. and to, and to this point, I don't think Hallmark's going to be doing hip hop anytime soon, but they have, this year has been significantly better at For actually sure. engaging with the culture that you see on the screen. And I am yes. hopeful that we'll get quite a bit of that during the holiday season. Um, I, you know, have no basis off of that because I still don't know the movies. <laughs> well, wh- one of the ones that's coming up, uh, and I'm forgetting the title of it now, but it's the one with a really great poster that I think is yeah, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. a gospel movie directed by Rusty Kundiaf, who directed the hip hop parody Fear of a Black Cat and the horror anthology Tales from the Hood. So I'm very interested oh. to see what he has to come up with, what he can give us in a hallmark space and i saw i saw sleepy kitty paws posting a bit about this movie a while back mm-hmm. and i was surprised that it was going to be a hallmark flick because it seemed uh, you know like not a hallmark type of movie sure. when it comes to uh people of color on screen um so can yeah we just, uh, can we just say thanks to sleepy kitty paws for doing the lord's work i oh, just gotta the, say I, tirelessly I, I don't think i i i tell sleepy this all the time but 
I, I, it is one of the only things that I check on almost a daily basis is sleepy kitty buzz Twitter. Uh, there's, you know, there's like some sports stuff. I'll keep up with my Orlando (laughs) magic. And then I go to sleepy kitty puss Twitter and that's what I do in the morning. So I mean, Uh, on behalf of a grateful Christmas movie watching nation. Thank you. Um, Brian, before I give my mochas, I want to say, I can't wait for the eventual, TikToker reel that you film where you splice together you saying that you don't think Hallmark will be giving you a hip hop rap movie anytime soon, and then the uh-huh. announcement that they are in fact doing that. Oh, nothing just, would I'm, make I'm me happier for that. <laughs> I would love to be wrong. I would love More to be wrong. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm going to give this one um, four peppermint mochas because wow. when I googled it. I saw that, and I'm very excited about this, that um, there's a cute little Pomeranian (laughs) that he's holding. And I thought, well, this, and sorry, I don't know. I don't know dog names. Like, I'm not good with breeds and stuff, you know. Rescued is my favorite breed, as they say. Um, And I don't know Pomeranian. I know, I'm a dweeb. Um, But... um, I just think this dog is so cute and and this man is cradling it so lovingly that that's to me that's four peppermint mochas right there. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely intrigued by this. Um I, I think it could be a lot of fun. I'm I, I also think it's gotta be that perfect amount of episodes, you know. Like going back to Dash and Lily as an episodic Christmas thing, it felt perfect in length and the way in which they used the episodes to help shape the story. Like it was really great in that regard. And so I think, um, you know, a lot of it will have to do with how, you know, how much of a story do they have to tell with this? Because it, because the the synopsis just sounds like, you know, a, a, a movie that we just watched where the journalists uh, are together and stuff. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Look, it premieres mid November. So I'm thinking it can't be longer than like five episodes because you don't want to resolve this thing in January. Right. Right. (laughs) That's true. But now, but, but Netflix does the, does the one drop drops them all. So this is true. Well, sometimes, sometimes no, it depends. That's true. But for the most part, you're right. They do the the most part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, you could, if you really wanted to, you could make it last till January. True. Uh, I'm going to go. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 please. I was just going to say, I'm going to give it three and a half peppermint mochas, no cream. Okay. Um, I, three is just like middle of the, like, it seems like it's going to be fine, but the extra half is uh, for the intrigue with the hip hop piece. Cause I think it could, could make for a lot of uh, fun, fun antics. I was just going to say real quick, going back to the dash and the only thing, another really great, uh, Christmas episodic that they did on Netflix. They did two seasons of it is a Norwegian sitcom called home for Christmas about a woman who uh, her family, she's the only single in her family and her parents and her siblings are always pressuring her to like bring a boyfriend. So the, the first season it's December 1st and there's this dinner and she announces that she's bringing a date with her on December 24th. Everybody gets all excited. And so then she has to find somebody in the next three and a half weeks to be her date. And so it's like the show is almost structured like an advent calendar, basically. Uh, and then the second season kind of picks up where the first one leaves off with other intrigue. And it's really funny. It's adult. It is, 
you know, hashtag not my hallmark. But uh, if you're down for that, it's a really funny show. I also just imagine her stress level of leading up. The holidays are joyful, but can be stressful enough. But knowing that that person's got to show up in 24 days, <laughs> I want to go on that journey. And Brand, even with subtitles, I think you would like it because it is so Christmassy. It's all snowy. There's like Christmas markets. It's you really just want to. It makes you want to go to Oslo and see how they do it over there. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have watched the trailer for that show multiple times, but I just haven't, uh, you know, pressed play yet. But you gotcha. know what? I just might do it. This year might be the year, Alonzo. Okay, it just might be the year. Hey, let's talk about Blown Away. Blown Away Christmas. Mm. Uh, Friday, November 19th. It's uh, This is a, a reality sitch hosted by Bobby Burke. Excellent name. Uh, and then we got a uh, Catherine Gray, who is the resident evaluator, which is an excellent job title. Residence <laughs> evaluator. Uh, Blown Away is cranking up the heat for a spectacular holiday showdown. Tis the season for redemption is five. Fan favorites return to the hot shop to compete in a series of Christmas-themed challenges in the quest to become the best in holiday blow. In the spirit of giving, the winner will not only receive $10,000 cash prize, but an additional $10,000 will be donated to the charity of their choice. Christmas blown away. I will kick us off because I have a history with blown away in that I've watched the show. I am very intrigued by glass blowing. It is an art form that I find fascinating to watch. Like, I don't want to sit down and watch somebody paint. You know, like I like looking at paint when it's done, a nice painting, but I don't really want to see the process. Glass blowing is one of those art forms that I think um, it like gets even more impressive, the final product, when you see the process of it and all of the work that's going into the glass blowing. Uh, I found it to be a really interesting uh, show. So I, yeah, well, I mean, the clock glass is blowing. ticking and it could like totally take your skin off. So it's an interesting yeah. combination. Of yes, things. it is. It is. Uh, it's art plus a, a fire hazard. And I think Danger. that's what we all want. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm always down for some more glass blowing, add Christmas to it. I'm totally in. Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, my only critique of the show is, uh, you know, the resident uh, evaluator. Little, little on the boring side, um, so you know maybe maybe that I'm gonna I'm gonna take a tick away. I'm gonna do four, four peppermint mochas, no cream. Alonzo, I think I'm also gonna join you on the four. I have never seen this show, but I've heard people rave about it. I, I, don't, I can't review talked about it, but I know some I of the double did. deckers have said that they were they were into it. And yeah, I mean, uh, look, if nothing else, if if we took nothing else from uh you know uh christmas and evergreen uh um you know whatever the third one was called something tidings of tidings of joy uh yes. the glass blowing sequence was fire and uh fire. <laughs> i do like <laughs> i do like a reality competition show doing a christmas special where it's a one off the way this is like i don't necessarily want to do multiple episodes if it's not a show that i'm already into uh but for a one off as a way to sort of like sample here's what this show's about oh ps and christmas I'm I'm all in for that. Now this might be multiple episodes though, because they do have five contestants. Uh, I checked IMDb and it just it makes it. it it's says just it's the special. one. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you, Alonzo. Thanks for doing the dirty work there on the uh, on the internet. <laughs> Jax. Um, okay, so this is my hot take, pun intended, with the glass uh -huh. blowing. Um, I'm just 
I'm not interested in glass blowing. Uh, Bobby Burke seems fun as a host, which makes me say I'll give it three peppermint mochas. And as Alonzo pointed out, with it just being a one episode thing, I'm more looking forward to it or more excited because it doesn't seem like a commitment that I'm engaging in that I can't follow through with, which is why I think three is, is reasonable in this regard. We can all though acknowledge that best, that best in blow is an excellent choice. They, they, they really went for it there. And I, I appreciate uh, the commitment to that specific, um, you know, glass blow. Are there are there t-shirts? Or there should be t-shirts. I I think if you wear a best in blow t-shirt with no context, people people will start asking questions. It, mm. it, it reminds me of when I was in fifth grade and I was in Catholic school and we were having a door decorating contest. And um me and arguably the second biggest nerd in the class, because I was the first, were in charge of decorating the door. And we said, we told our teacher, who was uh, not one of the nuns, we, fifth grade, you didn't get a nun. You got a nun in second grade and eighth grade, but fifth grade, you didn't. And we really wanted the door to say, have a snow and blowing Christmas. And she said, I don't think that's appropriate. And she wouldn't tell us why. And we couldn't figure out until we we were in eighth grade why that wasn't appropriate. Matt Dembsko, we finally figured it out. And we laughed about it to this day. You were in eighth grade and then the nun told you. Yes. <laughs> right the before we were fishing. The nun says, let me uh, educate you. On this, um, let's move on to the school of chocolate. I've always wanted to say that <laughs> the school of chocolate, uh, it's premiering on Friday, November 26th. So Thanksgiving weekend, huh? Mm. Uh, eight top pastry. I'm, I'm guessing, Oh, pastry and chocolate professionals. I got it. Sorry. Eight top pastry and chocolate professionals are coming to the school of chocolate to take their skills and careers to the next level. Their teacher is a world-renowned chocolatier, uh, Amari mm, Gishon. Gishon, known globally for creating mind-blowing chocolate snow pieces and unbelievable. <laughs> Did I say snow pieces? Yes. I meant <laughs> Which what maybe I said. on the show they will. Yes. <laughs> uh, one lucky student who manages to prove themselves as best in class. Let's work on that name. It's no best in blow. Uh, after yeah. eight episodes, will win a prize package that includes a career changing opportunity. The stakes are high here at the School of Chocolate, but is it enough to make us tune in? Jax, what, what are your thoughts here? It is enough to make us tune in. This is five peppermint mochas and wow. a cream Ooh, for wow. me. Count me in. I also think that this is one of the things that um, I can watch across the board with my friends who don't watch Christmas content or don't necessarily watch like rom-coms. I think it'll be a fun point of connection for various people in my life who don't consume the same kinds of media. So I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I'm also very excited. I, I love Christmas baking shows. 
especially mm. on Netflix. I watch them every year. They have the, you know, different ones, different shows. This is, I think, a new one. So mm. uh, that'll that'll be fun. Um, I just looked up Amari Gim, Um and what a... <laughs> What this is phenomenal. The Instagram that he's doing here with just sugar. Holy cow. It's phenomenal. And he does have 4.2 million followers. So they were serious when they said world. Renowned. Wow. Um, so very, very excited about this one. Um, I'm like, not as like, this seems like very intense, like um, sugar crystal, like, shapings and stuff like that that he's doing i like you know like cupcakes and stuff and cakes so as long as we still have some cupcakes and different types of cakes i'm in i'm also gonna go five mochas and i will also give it a cream wow now i seem reticent by comparison i'm gonna say four (laughs) for sure it's a it's a six episode show so that's they're 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 demanding a commitment and I have to say, I'm kind of, I'm in this weird place with cooking competition shows because like, you know, I haven't been watching that many competition shows of late, but when I first started getting into them, you know, you had like America's Next Top Model where you could actually evaluate like, this is a good picture. This is a bad picture or uh, Project Runway. Like that's an awesome dress. That's a terrible dress. Cooking shows, I always feel like you you don't know. You, you have to trust what the judges say about how it tastes or whatever. And I suspect that this one's going to be an architecture show, you know, like mm. it's going to be how elaborate is the thing and, and will it stand up and is your chocolate fountain going to be, you know, suspended in midair and yada, da. And I mean, and, and we're, we'll get to a cooking competition show that I like later in this episode, but uh, I'm, I'm willing to give this one a shot because I certainly am a fan of chocolate and pastry and I do like to see elaborate creations um so you know I, four that's pretty high and uh, i but i just I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna hold out and and take a look at it by the if, I, if i'm there for the whole season i could be a five and a cream by the time it's over <laughs> <sighs> have you seen um have you seen nailed it christmas on uh on Netflix? I have, yeah. And I, I just nailed it just makes me sad because it's what <laughs> I would do. <laughs> I would just like mess it up and come yeah. give you this horrible gray blob, but it's just like, oh that's fair. I'm a big fan of uh Sugar Rush on Netflix, which is a ba- you know, a baking competition. I don't think I've seen big that fun. one. Okay. They've got a Christmas season, maybe two Christmas seasons, at least one. At least one. Hmm. It's good fun. Okay. <laughs> um let's take um uh, a quick break and then we'll come back. Uh, uh we'll be right back here at Deck Moving on, uh, we got uh, we got elves. Elves. It's coming out on Sunday, November twenty eighth. This has stars TBA. I imagine they know who's starring in it, though. At this point, right? <laughs> Alonzo, can you go to the IMDb's and see if there's anything? Uh, yeah, there? I believe if it, it it's uh, I think it's it's called Nisser in the language in which it's made. Uh, this is a Danish show. Danish, uh, and it stars. Um, uh, Milo Toke Bendix Campanale, uh, Rasmus okay. Hamerik, and uh, Viva Lil Sogard Home. <laughs> that was very nice what you just said there. That name is fun. <laughs> I, I could be getting that entirely wrong. Don't ask say that last name person. again. Say that name again. Viva Lil Sogard Home. <laughs> 
Uh, Brand, I want to thank you for having Alonzo say that name again because I also want him to say it again and rub my back <laughs> while I'm trying to fall asleep while he just keeps whispering that. Like, that would be wonderful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jax, you boy. need to be my AMSR agent. <laughs> yes, please. That would be so soothing. <laughs> um, hoping to reconnect over Christmas, a family of four travel to a remote uh, island uh, in the Danish. What is that? Arca- Archipelago. That's a fun one, huh? What does that mean? It's a it's a geographic term. Um, Do you know what an archipelago is? A group of islands. It's kind of an isthmus. It's like it's a thing that runs between like like you know the shore like the mainland and and an island no no oh no it's a group of islands sorry i got dave's looking it up group of islands thanks dave um only to find it controlled by members of a strongly religious community living in balance with fierce creatures in the woods revealed to be elves real monstrous beings that inspired the folklore and myths that we all know. When the girl in the family finds and brings home a baby elf, she inadvertently disrupts the balance and throws everyone on the island into a life or death battle for faith, family, and pure survival. Oh boy. Jack. Christmas. Tell me what you're thinking here. I don't know. Uh, I think I think if if the baby elf is half as cute as baby Yoda, which I'm entirely uninterested in the Star Wars franchise, but baby Yoda got me at least to say, oh, isn't that cute? I'm slightly intrigued. Um, I, ooh, it sounds like this could be a little spooky. I, I, I don't know if it's going to give me the Christmas feels I need, but I'm going, I'm intrigued enough. And you know, I love a good mystery to say that I'm going to give this three and a half peppermint mochas. Yeah. Okay. okay. Alonzo. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm maybe hewing more two and a half. Like I, you know, it, it's really going to come down to, am I going to need something to clear my palate if i just get too much sugar everywhere else you know if like just if if a hallmark in lifetime just like my entire mouth starts feeling like you know you get to that bottom of the box of sour patch kids at the movies and you're like oh yeah and it hurts it actually hurts yeah something like salty to kind of like clear that out so like if i need some salt this christmas season then i think elves is where i'm gonna go to get (laughs) So you're giving it just a straight two? Two, two and a half. Two and a half. I'm very in, this is unlike anything I've ever heard. Um, yeah. So I'm very, I'm very intrigued by it. I'll, I'll say this. I think this show is going to be made or broken, make or break, if you will, by the elves themselves. And here's what I mean by that. Um, Alonzo, you've seen the Christmas Chronicle movies on Netflix. Yes. Jax, oh God, those elves are annoying. <laughs> that's really? my point. That's my point. <laughs> Christmas Chronicles. I'm watching Christmas Chronicles one, and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, this could be a new Christmas classic. And then they introduce the elves, 
And I'm like, these elves just don't work. They it's don't that thing work. of like, ooh, we need minions in this thing. Yeah. We didn't need minions. <laughs> we didn't need minion, minions in Christmas Chronicles. It uh I mean I I still enjoyed the movie, but like early on I was like, this is excellent yeah. and then they introduced the elves well and they're so promising if, monstrous brands yes so that's- yes so they're the way that they are describing these elves i'm just i'm very i'm fascinated by it so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go three down the middle because i just don't know what to feel but i'm gonna cream it um okay. and it's an it's an it's an intrigue cream uh is what i'm gonna use in this case and uh i'm gonna watch it and there's a good chance I'm going to hate it. There's a good chance that I'll love it. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's all going to be dependent on the quality of the elves themselves. Absolutely. That was a very that was a very serious conversation about elves. Uh, the Great <laughs> British Baking Show Holidays Season Four that's premiering on December third. Deck the halls with sugar, butter, and chocolate as competitors from past seasons bake wondrous winter treats for judges Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith. Alonzo, you mentioned, uh, I have a feeling you've seen this before based off of what you said before, Uh, but how are you feeling about another season of uh, The Great British Bake Off? So, uh, Bran and I recently uh, did a joint appearance on one of my favorite podcasts out there called All Things Cozy. Um, which is a, a wonderful show about just, you know, everything from, you know, uh, uh, apple picking in the autumn to, you know, mystery novels to whatever else it is that makes people. And can I just cozy. say, because I didn't say this on the pod, Alonzo, but mm-hmm. th- the hosts themselves are cozy. That's They're what very makes cozy. that show works. The yes, two of them they- are very cozy. They they have they 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 understand what it is they're talking about. So they they the the, the way they speak their mellifluous vocal tones. Yeah, right. and the show you, itself. And then you bring is him a, in. It's <laughs> a space of cozy, and then brand comes in. Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite sources of cozy in 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 recent years has been the Great British Baking Show. Like uh, Friday nights, that when it's on, Dave and I are like, okay, we're it's been a long week, but now we're gonna we're gonna watch Bake Off. So um, yeah, I am. This is a this is a five mochas and a cream for me, no question. Uh, I, I always want more of this show in my life, and when it's just the general warmth and collegiality, like this is not one of those I'm not here to make friends reality shows. Like everybody is very supportive of each other, and they become friends, and it's the show is very not intense in that u.s way of like oh you know like you know gordon ramsay yelling at people uh it's super cozy so that plus christmas for sure what's the history with this show how did it end up on netflix like as it has a life before netflix yeah yeah it had it, it's a it you know it was a popular show in the uk it was popping up on some pbs stations and we were getting it like six months eight months later and it be it's it's a, it's the same thing happened with Doctor Who, where like there's a big American ah. fan base for this British show, and they used to try and delay it, but then now there's an internet, and so now people were torrenting episodes and doing all this stuff. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, forget it. We're just going to drop it same day, UK, US, and so so with Netflix, it, it's now this. It's a, it gets to be global. Fascinating, Jax. Where are you at on the Great British Bake Off? Okay, so I am one of the few people, this is multi-layered, but I'm one of the few people that I'm not particularly intrigued by uh, the Great British Bake Off. However, um, my 
fiance Alex is British, and as mentioned prior to this podcast, he pushes down his feelings, except when he's watching the Great British Bake Off <laughs> and during the Stay Home, Stay Safe deep quarantine, I found him just crying and saying how soothing it was, and it warmed my heart. So for that reason and that reason alone, this is going to be a five peppermint mocha for me. It makes my man feel things, and I'm here for it. It makes him feel close to home. I'm I'm in. I'm in for five. Just not a cream because it's not it's not really my thing. But sure. you know, it's a you five. get to watch him watch the show. Yes. though. And so that's exactly. Yeah. It's like when you watch those reaction videos. Like <laughs> I get to watch his reaction, and that's a five. Yeah. No, that's very sweet. Um. <laughs> So here's my thing with this. I'm I'm relatively new to the baking show scene. Um, Netflix really introduced me to the baking world with Sugar Rush and whatnot. And uh, then I started, especially last year, I would go on Hulu and watch the ones that are on the Food Network. There's something about baking plus Christmas that really works for me. Um, and I try. I gave the Great British Bake Off an episode last year. I turned it on. I was like, I got to see it because I'd never seen it before. I didn't know anything about it. And I was just, I think it's some, I was just kind of confused about it at first. And so I didn't finish it. There was like a tent out in the field somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get it, but I do feel like I, I feel like I need to give it more, more of a chance because people really love it. And <laughs> Um, so I'm going to give it a chance this year. I will watch okay. it. And, um, but I, I, for me, it's just, you know, I, the one thing that I saw of it, it didn't, uh, get me super excited. So I'm just going to give it two. Can, can I just say really quickly that brand, you are like such an intelligent, funny, enterprising gentleman who's like built something from the ground up and you're like, but tent in the fields, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Why is the tent in the field? Is this is this a COVID thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I saw lots of tents in fields last year, and I didn't know what to do with the oh, baking no, They were early adopters of the yes, tent yes. in the field thing. They were, they were doing, doing things like in tents now. before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The Brits have been socially distancing before it was cool. They're just sticking with that. <laughs> Oh man, sounds like a dream. Am I right? Um, here's one that I stuck in here because I didn't know where to put it. And was it a movie? Is it a TV show? Because it's just like a one-off, thirty-minute little cartoon thing. But it's Sean the Sheep, the Flight Before Christmas, which is coming out December third as well. Uh, when Sean's hunt for a bigger stocking hits a snag, the whole farm sets out on a wild holiday adventure. Complete with a sleigh. Sean the sheep. Do either of you uh, have like Sean the sheep experience and you want to go first? Okay, Alonzo. Yes, I'm a huge Sean the sheep fan. Um, it's a spinoff of Wallace and Gromit. If you've ever watched yes. those shorts or, or features, uh, the Sean the sheep cartoons are great because they are virtually silent. And so they are very, very visual, very visually clever and very funny. Uh, the most recent of the, there, there've been a couple of feature films. The most recent one being uh, Farmageddon, um, which is hilarious. And, you know, I think for all the love, 
love that like Pixar gets and deserves and, 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 you know, Studio Ghibli, other sort of, you know, legendary international studios. Like I put Ardman right up there, you know, the, they did chicken run, they did, you know, the, uh, Band of Misfits, whatever the, that pirate movie, um, you know, the Wallace and Gromit stuff, uh, the underrated Flushed Away. Uh, but yeah, the Shaun the Sheep movies are hysterically funny. So I'm super pumped to see uh, a half hour Shaun the Sheep Christmas adventure. Five, five mochas and a cream. Wow. I did not expect a Shaun the Sheep cream. But here we are. Jack? Yes. Okay. So when you were describing it, I was one peppermint mocha with half of it sloshed out <laughs> like just and then after Alonzo, who I, I you know trust his take on things and it made it sound more intriguing and I like Wallace and Gromit I, I'm gonna give it a solid two and a half now it's very nice um so I don't have much of a Sean the Sheep um history I have a little one which um happened because I have a little one. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what's happened recently. I tried to find, you know, movies, shows to show my three and a half year olds. And it's tricky to find something that like doesn't have a bad guy and is kind. And, you know, that's why I don't let my son watch this show, Deck the Homework, because Dan is just too much. <laughs> I try, I try to find things that, you know, like, uh, curious George Rocky history, but like as a whole, the show is pretty, it's just George getting into trouble. Um, so I turned on Sean, the sheep and I was very intrigued by Sean, the sheep. Uh, I think I, we started watching Farmageddon, which got a little hairy there. Um, but he wasn't into it because there was virtually no talking. He was like, what's happening? Like, couldn't quite get it. So I was very intrigued with it, but I haven't followed up because we turned it off because he wasn't into it. Um, yeah. But because of Alonzo's uh, high recommendation for Sean the Sheep, um, I'll watch this. It's only 30 minutes. Easy peasy. Um, and I'm, I'll just do three right down the middle. I'm, 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 I'm excited that uh, Alonzo's excited about this. So three, and I'm going to watch it. I'm a Sean Stan. Sean Stan. (laughs) Uh, and we have one more, everybody. One more. We don't know the release date of this aside from December, but it's how to ruin Christmas season two. So there's a season one out there. Uh, would be my assumption. Uh, looking forward to a quiet Christmas this time around. That implies something from season one, I think, guys. He's want, they're wanting a, a quiet mm-hmm. Christmas this time. Uh, family Rebel and Black Sheep, Toomey Shellos, plans gets ruined, and so does Christmas. Once again, she has to spend the next couple days before Christmas trying to clear hers and Cello's name. I don't really understand it yet, but hopefully one of you will. Alonzo, did you see season one? I did not see season one. Uh, in fact, this is, I think, really the first time hearing about this. But again, this is from South Africa. And so I think okay. uh, as with last week with the the Nigerian Christmas uh, family movie that we're getting, uh, this is a part of the world that I don't know a lot about how they celebrate Christmas and, and what their traditions are and what the tropes of their like Christmas you know, movies and TV shows even are. So uh, I will say three and a half mochas just out of sort of curiosity and, you know, teach me something. Interesting. 
Yeah, this this poster looks really fun. Wait, because the first one, can you tell me what this one was called? The first one is How to Ruin Christmas the Wedding. I oh, sorry. So I'm only, sorry, I'm behind. I'm only looking at that poster. Uh, me and too. That looks fun. So, um, based on this poster and this poster alone, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four and a half plus a cream because, yeah, it, and it, I, I love what looks like it will be perhaps, you know, a wonderful leading woman, which I love, but an actual strong ensemble cast, which is rare in a lot of Christmas movies, I feel like they spend the money on the big stars and then some things don't always gel. It looks like this might be kind of a lovely, cohesive cast. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to give it four and a half and a cream. My last cream, my final cream. Well, you used it in a good place because that's the last one. So well mm -hmm. done. <laughs> um, yes, I think this looks fun. Um, it seems like it's for the adults, TVMA, at least season one mm. is. So you don't get a lot of those at Christmas. You don't get a lot of TVMA Christmases um, that don't like leave you uh, feeling dirty. Uh, so uh, kudos to them for this. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it four, just because it seems like something that I would uh, not seek out, but like looks really intriguing. So how to, how to ruin Christmas season two? Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch season one just to just to prepare. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Jack, I want to know, now that we've covered a lot here, we've covered a lot here over the last couple of weeks when it comes to Netflix, and you are a Netflix Christmas newbie, a noob, as the kids say on the interwebs. Um, what's your take here? Just on hearing the, the, the variety of things that Netflix is doing around Christmas, as someone who's been engulfed in the world of Hallmark for so long, are you? is this a culture shock for you? You know, uh, I, as much as I loved being on the Hallmark payroll because I like consistent money and I genuinely love the content and, you know, always will, I, I will say that I am excited that this year I will have time and space in my life to engage with other content and I'm, I'm pretty gosh darn excited about it. Me too. I think uh, Jax will have to have you come on and review some of these Netflix ones because I think it'll be oh, it'll I be good for you. it'll be it'll be good for the soul. Uh, we did everybody. <laughs> We've covered all the Netflix Christmas things uh, that are coming out over the next couple of months. Uh, very excited uh, to watch them, review them, and uh, all that good stuff. We'll be back um, uh, tomorrow with another episode here on Deck the Homework, and on Saturday. For the marathon, the season four Christmas kickoff marathon starting at 6 a.m. Eastern, where all good things start at 6 a.m. Eastern. Um, Alonzo, are you going to be up and Adam? Uh, you know, it's you're starting at 3 a.m. Pacific time, so I, I can't vouch for being there for the whole thing, but I, I will certainly be digging in as much as possible. We might also remind folks that uh, this Tuesday of next week, the 26th of October, is the launch date for I'll Be Home for Christmas Movies. 
And um, we are doing an online launch event with Word Bookstores. It's going to be your buddies, Brandan and Panda. It's going to be me. It's going to be the wonderful Christopher Palaha, the author of the foreword of our book, all of us doing this uh, online event. It's um, it's five dollars to get in, but then you can apply that five dollars toward purchase of the book from Word Bookstores. So, you know, it's it's still a weird year. We're not going to be able to do the kind of uh, in person appearances that we thought a couple years ago we'd be doing at this time. But we can. Uh, but we're we're going to get together online with uh, Mr. Palaha. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be there. Yes. Man, what a fun time it's going to be over the next week. I can't wait to hold that in my hands. I (laughs) pre-ordered, so that means I'll get it on the 26th, or I'll get it around that date, right? Yeah, That's uh, that's what they say. I pre-ordered from a few places just to see like how it would show up and when, and already got the email from uh, one of the one online retailer telling me that it had been shipped out. So, Ooh. very excited, very excited! Wow! So some people might be getting them a little early, a little Christmas yeah. Christmas surprise. Um, all right, guys, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for listening or watching, however you're consuming this year program and until next time may we be the first to wish you a merry christmas deck the hallmark is a bramble jam podcast recorded live and yeah that greenville south carolina is produced by brandon gray set decor by plum haywood mall for more information on all bramble jam podcasts you can go to bramblejampodcast.com for more information on how to listen to deck the hallmark ad free you can go to bramblejamplus.com You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.